But the thing is that he could never communicate with, with people. So nobody okay. knew what the heck he was talking about. Muffled and stuff like that. So I thought it was apt. As somebody in a space, almost like an outsider. Right. Trying to implement some futuristic stuff. This is called experimentation, people. And people just not getting it. And it resonated. And plus, it's just easier to draw than like faces and stuff. You just draw a spaceman. Welcome to No Hack Show, a weekly podcast where I search the internet for smart people and then get them to talk to you about better online experiences. My guest today is the author of the ongoing CRO Tales comic series on LinkedIn, co-host of the Treachery of Data YouTube series together with Matt Beischel, and a CRO consultant with 20 years of experience in UX design, development, data, and optimization. 20 years, two zero. That is very impressive. Iqbal Ali, welcome to No Hack Show. You're making me look old, one, and also you said smart, which I'm not, so... Oh, yeah. come uh, what, on. One, for, one out of two is not bad. Come <laughs> on. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and be able to talk thanks, to you. So, thanks for having me. In addition to everything you, I just mentioned, you're also a self-published comics creator. Your LinkedIn yeah. bio says this is a side hustle, so how did you start doing comics? Uh, I've... Uh, oh, good question. Uh, I s- s- kind of started... Um, when I was kind of like really pissed off at work. Amazing. <laughs> like, I love it already. You, you know, yeah. Uh, you know what? Like I, w- I really want to do, uh, I really want to do comic book stuff. And I've always wanted to do comic book stuff. So then I was, I was thinking like one of the things I was learning through uh, at work is like experimentation processes. So I thought, hey, can I just apply a process to create comic books? And it turned out I could. And the first one was shit. And then you just kind of like, after you do it a few times, you just, it just gets, you just get better. Uh, I don't know if I'm particularly good now, but I've got to a stage where I've, I've got a process in place and I'm kind of just going through, uh, through the process and publishing it and also meeting with people at Comic Con and stuff. So it's, it's good fun. I, yeah. I, I think you're pretty good. I'll just say that. Oh. So, um, what was the first comic book that you completed? Like, what was the, the subject? So the, the the first book I've completed was a book called Strange Skies. Okay. So it was about uh, it was about a plane going through a wormhole and ending up in strange skies, and everybody on board is like, oh, freaking out! Like, what the heck's going on? So um, so that that was the that was the first book, and the, the reason why I uh, going back to processes, the reason why I chose that is because fixed location it allowed me to really reduce the. Uh, the variables and stuff that I had to draw because I was, because uh, I was basically having to draw a lot of the stuff and was e- utilizing a lot of 3D. And then that kind of reduces a co- reduce the cost a lot more. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was the first book that I wrote. And then from there, I just kind of, you know, iterated and, and, and created more after that. that. That is so amazing. And yeah, the fixed location, I would never even consider something like that, but it's so cool. And when was that? When was the first one? That was probably 2012. 2012. Okay, 11, yeah, 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 11 years of experience creating comic books. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I've got like uh, over 10 books now, 11, 12. Uh, I, I don't know, I've lost count. Some of the stuff I pull because I don't like this. Uh, so I just kind of pull it off for sale. Right. 
but yeah, I've got a lot of books. <laughs> and before I hit record, we talked about Experimentation Elite, which is a, an incredible conference. And you just mentioned Comic Con. Can you draw any parallels between an event like Experimentation Elite and something like Comic Con? Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of like uh, with with Experimentation Elite. One of the key things is you go there, and there's people that you've followed for ages, and people who follow you, and people you've you've seen on LinkedIn space, and then you get to meet them in person, and then you start to talk about very, very in-depth kind of uh, experimentation stuff, and you just nerd out, and you're just in experimentation sort of uh, nerd zone for, for like the whole day. Um, MCM is very, very similar. So you have like, uh, I'm, I'm not big on social with Instagram stuff, but there's a few people that I do connect with and being able to uh, meet up with them and being meeting up with like people who've been reading the books over a period of years and, you know, new people coming in, fans and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's kind of nerding out in a very, very different specific way. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a very different way of kind of, it is, I, either way you're networking. Right. But the networking is uh, is slightly different, but kind of the same at the same time. So, must be a very rewarding experience to go to a comic con, like and and as an author specifically, right? It's it's pretty good. Like the um, it it, it can be quite like this is this is difference between like main difference between mm. experimentation elite and comic con because even though comic con is kind of you can do some networking, you're so on. Uh, talking to people all the time. You're pitching the book. So you're constantly pitching, pitching, pitching. There's people coming around and you can kind of like reading people kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to adapt my pitch for you this way and stuff like that. You have some really off-key conversations with people uh, like about colonialism mm. uh, in, in uh, one of the one of the subjects of my comic books, um, the latest comic book. Um, but yeah, and so you get like all sorts of, uh, you get to meet all sorts of people from all sorts of different walks of life who have something uh, in common, which is probably the subject matter of your comic book and stuff. So yeah, I, I get a, I get a ton of stuff. That, that's it. pretty amazing. And the what you described as experimentational experience, there's a Zero t Tales comic for just for that, right? Yeah. Look at yeah. us, like, you know, pat, yeah. patting on the back and all that stuff. So yeah. let's talk about Zero Tales for a little bit. The yeah. first question I want to ask is, what's up with the space dude? And I see you call him space dude in one of the editions. So why why is he a space dude? Uh, so the the genesis of that was uh, was it, it was going to be uh, a designer. So and the designer was kind of like this this space dude alien. He's just way out there. He has a guitar. Sorry if there's a noisy in the background. It's just, I think uh, it's fine. Family. It's good enough. Don't yeah. worry. So, um, uh, and the, he had a, original had a guitar and stuff like that. Mm. But the thing is that he could never communicate with, uh, with people. So nobody okay. knew what the heck he was talking about, muffled and stuff like that. So, uh, so I, I thought he was, um, when, when sort of like going with CRO tales, I thought it was kind of apt, kind of, mm. you know, uh, somebody in a space, almost like an outsider, right? Trying to, implement some futuristic stuff like this is called experimentation people and uh people just not getting it 
Uh, and it kind of, I don't know, it kind of resonated. And plus, it's just easier to draw than like faces and stuff. You just draw a spaceman. That's another optimization experimentation aided experience to, to help you do yeah. that. Uh, so CRO Tales hashtag, obviously, on LinkedIn is the best way to find. But also your your website, IqbalA.com, right? Is where yes. most of, or all of the editions uh, can be, and the other comic books. What's yeah. the, the, the feedback you get from optimization people for, for CRO Tales? It's, uh, mostly people like it, uh, and, and it's kind of, it's kind of strange for me when I go out and kind of, um, meet with people that I thought I'm meeting for the first time, but they just kind of say, Oh, CRO tales. Yeah. Yeah. I know you. And, uh, and it's kind of like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> like, that is super cool. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of odd, but the reception has been really good. There's, C- certain ones resonate differently with certain people and they kind of, you know, when I'm speaking to people, mm-hmm. they, they mention a different CRO tale, uh, say, Oh yeah, this, this was my favorite. And it's, it's always, it's always something different, but. Oh, can I say what my favorite was? Uh, the one where, yeah, where they say that's our 10th CRO consultant this month or whatever, whatever the, the text was. <laughs> and that is. That that's funny and hurtful at the same time for all the right reasons, and, and I, I think yeah. it's amazing. And what you're doing, and especially like like you said, you go to a conference and you're the CRO sales guy. Oh my god, I, I love that. That that is, is there a better icebreaker than that? Than you know, having connecting over something. Yeah, and also like I've, I've found because I've not been able to. I had not been able to get into LinkedIn for a really long time, and I think uh, speaking to a lot of people, a lot of people feel the same way. It's finding their in to you know how do I share something? What do I share? Like what do I talk about? It just feels really unnatural. Whereas something like this is kind of like a little bit of a distance. So yeah, it feels it feels fine. Yeah, you're, you're actually so you're not a fan of the LinkedIn broetry as I see it called lately, where everything is peachy and everything is perfect. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes. For for me, that end was this podcast really, and this is when I started. I've been in that same boat for the longest time. Like, why would I? Why would anyone care about anything I have to say? But maybe if I get other people to say something, it's gonna make more sense. And but once you get started, it's actually it's pretty. LinkedIn is pretty cool. I, I'm I'm going to yeah. die on that hill. There's people who think it's not. I mean, there's a LinkedIn lunatic subreddit that is very popular. I'm dying on that hill that LinkedIn is an awesome place if you just know where to be and who to hang with. So yeah, uh, and also how to communicate and right? how to communicate right. exactly. If, yeah. if you if you if you're there to because because a lot of people think LinkedIn is their magic portal to get clients. It's that's not what it is. Yeah, really. I, I completely. Uh, I mean, just be useful and be nice. That's what I. I, I mean, I've had last month. I've had conversations with. I'm old enough to say juniors compared to me. And that's what I tell them. Just be nice to people and be the problem solver. And you don't need to sell anything. The people will buy naturally if, you, if you're that kind of person. People who want to hire you, work with you, all that. Comic books, that's storytelling. And there's also storytelling with data. And this, when you mentioned that when we were preparing for the episode, I knew this is what I wanted to talk about. Like six, seven years ago, I had a data visualization website that I don't know why I pulled it off. It was, uh, I think it was called bowlsandnumbers.com. It's statistics, yeah. so sports statistics and just analyzing mostly basketball data because I was so deep into D3JS and all that stuff at the time. I, I was really hardcore with it. So connect the dots for me, please, from going from comic books to, to, to data storytelling in, in CRO specifically. 
Yeah, I've, you know, like for for the longest time, I I I can kind of see what I was getting from writing comics and and um, writing stories specifically, but I couldn't put uh, I couldn't put a tag in it. I couldn't get it. But mm. um, but when I started to I did this project specifically around data visualization, and I kind of understood like exactly how. The comic stuff and storytelling was was uh, was was helping me. Um, for instance, with with um, storytelling, you've got like one of my favorite books uh, in storytelling, is and it's it's one of the most influential books for me. Is a book called Dramatica. Mm-hmm. It's a theory of story, and it basically uh, equates a uh, a story mind. To a uh, as a, a story is analogous and analogous mm-hmm. uh, to a mind trying to solve an inequity or a problem, and when you think of it like that, you can kind of apply it to a lot more things. Um, so one of the things that they they kind of mention, and one of the things that's kind of key point with storytelling, is you have a mode of expression. So, uh, and your mode of expression, it can either be, uh, sort of, um, uh, informational, like you just, uh, like documentary style, mm-hmm. like you're just, like, if you're thinking about it from a data visualization perspective, you're just presenting all of the information for somebody to explore and be able to look at and look at in different ways and stuff like that. Um, so just much more informational, sort of, you know, here's the way things are. No subjective opinion, very, very objective. And then the other, the other uh, three are kind of like uh, explanatory, like a mm-hmm. how to graphic, a how to guide infographic or something like that. Um, now you got stuff like, uh, purely entertainment. So it like something in, in, inspirational, like uh, there's a lot of, uh, infom, uh, infographics and stuff like that. There's a book, Information is Beautiful, which, uh, just you know, yeah, it's in the it's other amazing. room. I'm not going to get up and, and get it and show it to you, but yes, it, it's an amazing. Yeah, book. yeah, such such an amazing book, and that is kind of it falls into like it, uh, the main mode of expression. There is is uh, entertainment. You kind of mm. get a lot out of the beauty of uh, of uh, of all the pieces, and then the the final one, and I think this is the one that most people are actually doing with data visualization is persuasive mm. and that falls into the category of propaganda um and that is where you have some uh, something that you want to communicate uh, like persuade or uh, make make uh, somebody uh, uh, commit to a particular decision or something like that and depending on what mode of expression you have you're going to you're going to uh, approach the story, what you want to display in a very, very, very different way. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I find really, um, sort of off putting is when people present stuff as if it were, this is informational, but it's not, it's propaganda, it's persuasive, but just being clear about it means you can really lean heavily into it and just, and it's fine. You're just kind of saying, um, here, you don't need to look at it in all those different dimensions. I've done all of that work for you. This is a key thing that I want you to take away from this information. And when you, when you look at it like that, it's kind of, uh, um, it, it kind of makes sense. A lot of our presentations and stuff like that are 
uh, persuasive uh, right. sort of data. And, and hey, there are very few things politicians like more than cherry picked statistics. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like you, you can you can make anything a lie if you show the wrong yeah. numbers. Like they can be correct numbers, but they can be the wrong numbers to display, and it, and it can still be a very propaganda, basically. Like that that that's what it is. So yeah. uh, you work as a freelance zero consultant these days, and for for a while now. How do you use this like storytelling and data uh, when you communicate your zero findings with your clients, shareholders, whoever it is? So um, I'll. Um, I'll be honest, like it's uh, uh, slowly starting to shift, mm. like the kind of stuff that um, that I've been doing, like uh, there was certain projects I was doing specifically to do with data visualization. And with those, it's kind of, uh, for instance, with um, one of the things uh, about, um, about experimentation, uh, presentations mm. and stuff is how to visualize uncertainty, how to right. communicate certainty level, uncertainty level. And it so happens there's a field of study called probabilistic grammar of graphics, oh. which is just kind of catered to that sort of, uh, that sort of thing. The, the grammar of graphics, um, about visualizing, uh, um, uncertainty or certainty. And, um, so with, with that sort of thing in mind, that there's, then, you know, once you discover about that, you can kind of, uh, do some more research into it, look up studies and stuff. Uh, and one of the things that I found was, um, was frequency framing versus probabilistic framing. Mm. So one of this is one of the things that, uh, we do as CRO people is we say 90% significance or 90% right. probability or whatever. But in, uh, which is a probabilistic way of communicating. But in actual fact, uh, uh, most people, and these are, there's some studies to back this up, uh, don't understand probabilistic, um, framing as much as frequency framing, mm. which is the opposite, which is like one out of 10. The right. chance of rain is two, two days out of 10 days is going to rain or whatever. Right. And so, um, communicating that way is, is a bit, uh, I've seen it as a little bit more clearer. Uh, so you think simplifying the way you communicate is, it's usually, I'm not going to say always, but usually it is the way to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just simplifying and mm. just kind of, uh, again, just understanding the, the audience. So, uh, your audience are, are people who are not scientists. So then, then kind of finding the, 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 the easiest way to communicate, uh, and not focus so heavily on the certainty. Cause what the prob the, the good thing about like frequency framing is, you know, like three blobs out of five blobs or something yeah. like that. Very, very easy to put in and kind of uh, very easy to reference and stuff. Whereas the percentages and stuff like it, it's a lot of words and kind of pollutes stuff a little bit. People don't really care about the the, the, the certainty. They just w w want to know, but they don't really want to know. Right. Uh, if you see what I mean, it's no, no, it's I got it. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. And uh, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about is the YouTube series that you have with, with Matt Treachery of Data. I'm not a native English speaker, so I had to Google Treachery before this episode. Now I know what it means. Thank you. Uh, tell yeah. me about that. Like, what, what, what exactly do you cover in the, in, 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 I guess, YouTube podcast, video podcast? 
Yeah, so similar to you, I think you, you mentioned mm. uh, um, earlier, um, du- during the lockdown, we were looking for, uh, we started off um, uh, going to these conversion roundtables, mm. which we have every Friday, and then, uh, um, which we just have a sit around chat and stuff. Uh, and then we thought, you know, why don't we, why don't we do like a companion podcast summarizing? Like we, we get uh, uh, people coming on from all sorts of sort of different backgrounds and stuff, and we cover very different topics and interesting stuff that we discuss. And it's so it's often think like it's it'd be useful to share some of this information, um, to, to people in the, in the, you know, broader community, mm. like a, a specific topic that we were discussing that we thought was interesting. So we started doing that. Um, it kind of stopped for a while because everyone's kind of busy, but, uh, but yeah, and we, we kind of cover all sorts of like specific topics. Um, you know, like, a, a last one we did was a meta analysis. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah. So we just kind of like being, uh, pick a topic, discuss it and, and yeah, and they just throw it out there for, for everyone to. I think it's really cool, and your guests are well. Some of my favorite people on. Like you had, you had Shiva, you had Tracy. Like yep. those are incredible people that that I really yeah, love. That were right. on this podcast as well. More obviously, not just them. Uh, but uh, tell me about Sierra Roundtable. Is that online or is that in person? That's uh, online. Okay. So um, every Friday, four p.m. Um, four p.m. GMT, mm. as we are in now in, in yep. London. Um, and it's just a Zoom chat. So, and, and anybody can, anybody can join. And we often get like all sorts of really interesting people coming on with an interesting topic. They want to discuss an interesting problem that they have at work. And, uh, and yeah, we just get into it with, you know, like nothing's recorded. So everyone can be really, really honest. Yeah, that's that's super cool. And, and I mean, I'll join. Soon, I, I didn't even know the time. I didn't even know if it was. I thought it was in person. I'll, yeah. yeah, but you'll see me yeah, there soon. Come. You'll see me there. Uh, yeah. A very. We talked about this in preparation, like before I hit record. Like, there's a, a number of people in optimization industry that are very visible, and it's a finite number of people. Yeah. And I, like I told you, like they're super amazing. I, I, I haven't had a bad experience. They're, they're great, incredible people. Everyone I talk to, especially on this podcast, but not just the podcast. And then there's the thousands of people who are sort of invisible and, and not really vocal for whatever reason. It, it doesn't really matter why, but yeah. what can we, and I guess we, we're the ones who speak into the microphone. So I guess what can we do to get more people to become more public? I think it's interesting. I was speaking to David Sanchez, mm. uh, the real, uh, earlier and he, uh, at the last experimentation at Lee, it was his idea to, for us to each draw ourselves and, 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 you know, put it together and, and post it. And he was really didn't want to post it. Mm. And, um, and then I had to just push him to say, look, look, just post it, man. Yeah. I'm not going to post it. You post it. It's your thing. So I think just kind of, just kind of, um, saying that. It's, it's okay to post stuff. And, um, and, you know, I think we, uh, we as a community can get a little bit too hung up about statistics and stuff and shaming about that sort of stuff. Uh, and just kind of, you know, be a little bit more, uh, supportive and also just to, 
just to have uh, ourselves um, write all a bit more different, varied kind of ways of communicating. Like right. for instance, the CRO tales is kind of, you know, it's it's a it's a very different way of kind of communicating. I, it it means that I don't have to, you don't have to spout words about saying, "Hey, this is what I think about this." Right. It's like the comic does it for me, right? So. Um, so there's different ways of communicating uh, what it is that you want to communicate and just be able to figure out, uh, help people figure out what is it that they want to say. Uh, and then that's kind of like their voice, right? So, right. And and also to, to people who are thinking about becoming more vocal, I, I think that's a good way to put it. Just DM someone that, that you've been following and just tell them, hey, I like this. I would like to do the same thing you're doing. If that person says, go to hell, I don't want to talk to you, they're the asshole. It's not you. Yeah. And just keep yeah. asking. And I guarantee you that's not going to happen, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, CRO Roundtable, that's tomorrow. We're recording this on a Thursday. So I, oh, yeah. I'll do my best to be there. Yeah. Uh, so CRO, let me just recap everything you do online because I thought I had too many projects. No, no, you win. Zero Tales, uh, the, the, the comic book series, The Space Dude, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, Treachery of Data, Sierra Roundtable, Iqbal on LinkedIn is, is a great follow as well. What else? What else? Is there anything else you're doing? Uh, so uh, Yeah, so I do the on, ongoing comic book series and long-form yeah. comics. Uh, I, I'm building an AI tool. Um, so Everyone to, is. Yeah. <laughs> this is to text mine uh, data. It's kind of going all right. Okay. So user reviews and kind of making sense of that. So kind of putting it into an, a, a much bigger process. And, um, and yeah, and the, obviously my day job as well, which is uh, a, a kind of, you know, experimentation co-pilot, as I call it, for, right. uh, for experimentation teams, just training people, coaching, kind of supporting experimentation programs. That, that, that all sounds so amazing. So, Iqbal, I want to thank you. This was a great conversation. I learned today. I learned a lot of things that I had no idea about today. And, and that, that, that's always a nice experience. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, it, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. And to everyone listening to this episode, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing, whatever you do with the podcast. And I'll talk to you next week.